Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Beyond Sunday podcast episode number 24. I'm Pastor Paul Van Strelin here at Maranatha Christian Reformed Church, and joining me as always is our youth director, Josh Sweetman. Good morning, Josh. Morning. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Just trying to stay warm amidst this cold snap that we are having here in southern Alberta mostly uh yeah just trying to stay warm at this point <laughs> absolutely absolutely i'm uh grateful for seat warmers and vehicles on oh, days like no today no doubt so that is one of those first world luxuries i think that uh yeah once you have it you're kind of like oh yeah this is kind of a nice thing but yeah. again not absolutely necessary and uh grateful for heaters and warm buildings and places to be in so uh, that's for sure. So this past Sunday, we looked at Matthew. Again, we're the Sermon on the Mount, and mm -hmm. we are looking at, we looked at chapter six, and uh, two parts of, of, well, the way my Bible breaks it up, chapter six has, uh, you know, like five or six parts, right? There's mm -hmm. uh, giving to the needy, the Lord's Prayer, fasting, then laying yep. up treasures in heaven, and don't be anxious. Yeah. And uh, all of these, of course, are very much tied together. Uh, even, you know, starting off with giving to the needy um, reminds me of that, that pair uh, the interaction Jesus had with the rich young ruler, right. Yeah. Who kept all the commandments and Jesus told him, well, just one thing you lack. And that is sell everything you have and give it to the poor. And the young man who was very rich went away sad uh, because he was very rich and he didn't want to part with his riches. And mm -hmm. Jesus could ask him, this man, uh, to do just that thing because as the ultimate rich young ruler, Jesus, the son of God, who had mm -hmm. all glory, all power, all treasures, everything in heaven, he gave that away and gave himself fully and completely to the poor, even to death on a cross, uh, where he had absolutely nothing. And what he had was stripped off of him and then gambled. Uh, and in the Lord's Prayer, he reiterates this with the, the plea that we have, uh, give us today our daily bread, and goes into fasting and, and just proper attention to that. And then laying up treasures in heaven, this is where we uh, look at our lives and examine where where are where is our focus yeah and is it focused on on gaining stuff here on earth like you know maybe like is my focus i mentioned the car so i'm gonna go with the car yeah that you know hey my car is whatever it was a 2013 so it's getting older maybe i need to upgrade mm -hmm. to get one with a heated steering wheel as well as heated seats right <laughs> or something like that and yeah. it's not to say that, that that's necessarily a bad thing right there's right. There, it's good to have tools and stuff like that, but what we need to examine is our hearts. What is our heart attitude toward possessions, money, that sort of thing? And what is our heart attitude toward laying up things in heaven where uh, things do not degrade or, or wear out or anything like that, right? Mm -hmm. And then tied with that, I think tied very closely with wealth, especially when we have a lot, mm -hmm. um, and, and in a society where I think wealth and health is, is very much a, a huge uh, 
huge focus. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've noticed, but it seems like everyone has ramped up the whole stay safe and be safe and be healthy. You know, mind you, we are living in a pandemic. So that makes sense. It's kind of like, yeah. the, you know, uh, bless you after sneezing during what was yeah. it, bubonic plague or something like that. Right. So, yeah. I mean, uh, it, it's not unusual and it's not surprising. Right. But Jesus is reminding us to keep our attention on him and our focus on him. And mm. uh, that shapes us for our lives. And so um, yeah, on Sunday's sermon, um, one of the things uh, that you, you had uh, come up with was if people were listening to the sermon, I hope people were listening to the sermon. <laughs> uh, if they were to tweet about it, what might they say yeah. in, in a tweet? And you'd uh, come up with something like this. And thankfully, Jesus knows this about us. And the principle he lays out is don't. Don't be anxious. Yeah. And so uh, what do you think of that statement, Josh? And um, uh, you also brought up some other uh, sure. perspectives on that uh, in relation sure. to that. So, so sure. Yeah. Thought? I mean, no, I mean, for sure. As I, you know, uh, yeah, think about like the, the tw- you know, yeah, how, how you would tweet. I think, I think in some ways that, you know, it limits the amount of, of characters you can have when you tweet something on Twitter. And so it's taking all of the information you would have and bringing it down into a smaller, uh, into a smaller dose, so to speak of words or, you know, what it, uh, what it is. So like, uh, I think, yeah, there's the, there's the one quote there from the, from the sermon that, that we have there where, uh, Jesus and thankfully Jesus knows about us and the principle he lays out is don't don't be anxious. Yeah. Um, another thing I thought as you were saying was basic uh, was a title of a book that I read um, for by Jamie or uh, well, James K.A. Smith uh, right. from uh, Grand Rapids where it is you are what you love yes. is another thing. And so yeah. I think that those between those two things, I think those would be um yeah, things that you would say as it would go for the statement uh, of uh, Jesus uh, saying, you know, to not be anxious. Uh, in the thing I was thinking about, you know, a friend of mine who lost their job, and on top of that, their parent isn't failing health, and so I wondered to myself, you know, how would how would they respond to that that quote? And I can't believe that it would be that easy to respond to that that quote in in hearing like well just don't be anxious i mean in in a lot of ways it seems a bit oversimplified it would seem that like you know well like just don't be anxious dude but like really i mean like this person has a strong faith and so like how how they respond to that that quote is something that yeah i thought about of like of like okay don't be anxious but there's so much there's so much that goes into that. So like what, what kind of anxiousness, I guess, are we talking about when we, when we encounter this text and how do we approach that anxiousness knowing that of course, Jesus is the answer, but when these life struggles, how do we, how do we walk alongside those? And that was kind of my thinking in, in uh yeah asking that kind of question and thinking about uh yeah how we 
how we respond to such a seemingly simple command. Mm-hmm. And well, yeah. Yeah. And so as I was thinking about that this morning, I remembered uh, you had preached a while back on, um, on Naaman, right? He was yeah. the, uh, the commander of, of the yep. king of Aram, right? Yep. Uh, and his, the commander of his army. And yep. he suffered from leprosy. And then he found out that he could go to the prophet in Dothan. And, yeah. Right. And he went there. Uh, um, was it Elijah or Elisha? I always get those two guys mixed up. And yeah, I so do Elijah, I. I, right? I can't remember off the top. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes in and uh, Elijah wouldn't even look at him. And, and, you know, like, it's like going to the doctor and having the receptionist say, oh, yeah, um, this is what the doctor is telling you to do. Uh, yeah. Just go get fill this prescription, right? You'd mm-hmm. be like, huh, no, I came not to see you, the receptionist. I came to see the doctor. I, mm-hmm. I trust, you know, maybe you've learned some things over the years from uh, my doctor, but, I, you know, I want to see the doctor. And, and, you know, the receptionist just said, no, no, go in. Yeah. And so in, in Naaman's case, he was told to bathe in the Jordan River, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Seven times or something like that. And he, he went away mad. Mm-hmm. And uh, and what happened after that? After he went away mad, um, you know, he was he was kind of despairing or disparaging of the uh, yeah. the recommendation, right? The prescription from absolutely from the prophet. So so what happened? Did he did he just walk away or and stay you know, stuck with his leprosy or what? No, I mean, absolutely. I mean, he goes and, and, and washes for sure. Yeah, but he had uh, he had one of his uh, second-in-commands or whatever, right? Come up to him and say, hey. Yeah, you, you know, got if it. If this prophet had asked you to do something crazy and awesome and incredible, yeah. you would have done it, no question. But mm-hmm. because he gave you a simple solution, you want to doubt it, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so Naaman thought about that, and he says, oh, yeah, you're right. All right, I'm going to go in faith, and I'm going to yeah. to do the simple thing. And I find myself—I um, can't speak for everyone, of course—but I find myself sure. struggling at times about what seems to be a really simple solution to some of the problems that I'm facing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And some of it is—is is, you know, I, I distinctly hear from God's word. Yeah. Um, trust me, and I'm yeah. like, well, what? of course I trust you, Lord. Yeah. And the Lord is like, no, 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 you are carrying all this weight, all this burden. You are worried about this, that, and the other thing. You're worried about your kids. You're worried about your spouse. You're worried about your job. You're worried about traffic in Lethbridge. And you're worried about <laughs> businesses because, you know, of the government restrictions and everything like that. Sure. Trust me, he says, uh, because what do we know about God that would put our trust in him? Right. I mean, God, yeah. uh, has he proven his faithfulness throughout history? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what do we learn from, say, the Apostle Paul's trust in God, mm. even when his life didn't go the way he was expecting it to go? So he was, uh, you know, forced out of the, the city of Ephesus at one point, even though he was doing ministry there. Right. Um, and... How did he respond to that? You know, or he was really, really wanting to go into, uh, I can't remember exactly where it was, Asia or something like that. And then, you know, the 
they sensed the spirit was preventing them from going there. And then right. they had the vision of the Macedonian man and they went over yeah. to Macedonia. Right. right. Um, so like, if I think about uh, a friend of yours, who's, who has lost their job yeah, yeah. and the parent is, is in failing health. How do we respond to don't be anxious? Well, I think the first thing we have to do is remember who God is. Right. Right. Um, and his care for us. Right. I mean, Jesus yeah. makes that very clear. Like he says, hey, does not the Lord provide for all the animals, like especially the birds of the air? He, that was the example he gave. So how mm -hmm. much more valuable are you than a sparrow? Right. Yeah, well, since we bear God's image, I think we'd be a lot more valuable. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's yeah. the implied answer. Um, and so the Lord knows what we need even before we ask it. Mm hmm. So in that sense, uh, so that's what we have to compare our anxiety with. Mm -hmm. And and I think one of the the things that, that we would be tempted to do in in life is to try to delineate a difference in anxiety mm. um, and and, uh, and and make make distinctions between, you know, say maybe a clinical anxiety or maybe sure. uh uh, non-clinical or I, I don't know. I, I was going to Google it this morning and then I ran out of time. I spent yeah. more time in, in <laughs> prayer and Bible study than, than otherwise. But anyway, um, just thinking about these things, right? And, right? and Jesus' answer to everything is the same. Um, put your trust in me right. and who I am and give over your anxiety. So the Apostle Paul writing from prison, uh, right. I quoted this in the sermon too, was uh, mm -hmm. Philippians chapter four. Uh, I didn't go very far, maybe I needed to say more. Verses four through eight, it says basically, um, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Um, uh, good to look it up. <laughs> Sorry. My memory is no, good, no. but it's not that good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Right. Rejoice in the Lord always. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Right. So that's mm -hmm. that's where we're starting from. The Lord is with us. Mm -hmm. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and yeah. supplication. I love that word because you know that that is just like a heartfelt pouring yeah. out your cares and concerns to the Lord. Yeah. With Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Well, how do I be thankful when I've lost my job and my parents are dying? Yeah. Like, Right. Like that, that gets at the heart. How do I, you know, with Thanksgiving. Okay. Well, I, I could suppose that the easiest thing I could be thankful for is, is the fact that I've been saved by grace through faith. So at least that's something I can be thankful, even if maybe the circumstances aren't very happy or pleasant or good right now, let your requests be known to God. Okay. Lord, I lost my job. I need a new one. Right. I'm going to yeah. lay it out there, Lord, and I'm going to trust you to provide. And yeah. um, my parents are failing in health. Please heal them. And mm -hmm. we can we can do that. And then it says the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so we begin and end with the Lord at hand in Christ Jesus in this whole sense that Jesus is with us always, even to the end of the age. And right. um, I think that's that's the attitude that Paul had in how he was able to say, 
to me, for me to live and to die is Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, or to to live is Christ, to die is is, is gain, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so it's 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 um, just having that that total sense of peace and understanding in Christ. Uh, the Paul or Peter, the Apostle Peter. Mm-hmm. Brings it up something similar in First um, Peter five or seven, where he says, "Cast all your cares or your anxieties on Christ, because He cares for you. So He knows what you need, and He He will provide it. But He's not like a, um, a passionless God who who doesn't want to interact with us, right? Like mm-hmm. He says, "Come, come to me, all who are weary and who are heavily burdened. Yeah, I will give you rest." Take my yeah. yoke upon you, learn from me. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Right? I mean, these 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 commands of Jesus are are just so well, almost simple. Yeah, yeah. But what I appreciate about your question too, and and I I you know I really want to get to that is, and I tried to get to that in the sermon as well. Mm-hmm. Is what happens though if we are struggling with anxiety? or yeah. worry, or depression, sure. or um, any kind of disorder, or right. um, identity, right? What, what do yeah. we do then, right? Absolutely. And, yeah. and I mean, it's not as though God has placed us into a vacuum where we're utterly independent of each other, right? Right, right. Um, so they, God has raised up individuals, um, certainly within the, the church, uh, so that's yeah. why we're part of a body of Christ is so that we're not doing right. it by ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also given us, you know, excellent. Um, uh, yeah. Excellent servants in, in different, you know, in the medical profession. Right. So whether that's, uh, you know, neurologists or, you know, heart specialists or general practitioners or yep. what have you. Right. But also psychologists and therapists and counselors and, yeah. Depending on where we are on that, that spectrum, mm-hmm. um, if in our own way, um, and again, even Christianity is never meant to be an individual sport, right? It's a team, right. team effort. Um, right. So we ought to be able to share. And like, I love that your friend reached out to you, right? Yeah. Like he's carrying, yeah. you're, you're helping him carry his <laughs> burdens. And we yeah, ought to, be able to do that with each other. Yeah. Um, and then with professionals as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, one thing that's kind of sticking to me is like um, a quote that came across, and I don't know if this was on social media or something, but like thinking along those faith lines and having faith in Jesus, um, it is that simple command, but it is, I think, and I think we got to this too, is it is God's will, not ours. And so when we look at our, our faith and we're saying, you know, faith and here's what it's, you know, faith doesn't always take you out of the problem. It doesn't, it takes you through the problem. It doesn't always take away the pain, gives you the ability to handle the pain. You know, faith doesn't always take you out of the storm. It calms you in the midst of the storm. And so there's like this, you know, like it's, it's easy. I think, yeah, it's easy to think, you know, if we, if we see it just as it is and we say, oh yeah, easy solution. Like this is the, you know, press this button and everything's going to be okay. Well, I mean, 
it's not exactly like that, but it's, it is, it takes you through that problem. It gives you the ability to handle the pain because it is God's will and not ours. And so we may think of it as like this, oh, well, as soon as we do this, like, yes, we're going to be, we're going to have this. And, and maybe that's not the case, but we have to trust that God's will is perfect. And that's where it comes back to me of talking about, you know, looking at how faithful God has been throughout history and seeing that, okay, you know, yeah, there were, there were times when, you know, I mean, Israel wanders in the desert for how, how long, you know, and like, that's, that's, uh, you know, if, if it were, if it were, you know, like the, if it were simple in their minds, it would be like, sure, we'll just be out of here. No, no problem real quick. But yet, you know, they had the faith to know that, okay, you know, God is leading us out and it's going to take time. And, and that's, yeah. uh, and that's okay because it's, it's again, God's will, not, not ours. Yeah. Yeah. And, and trusting in the sovereignty of God. Um, yeah. It was interesting. I, I don't know if I already mentioned this before and if I have a free, please forgive me, but no, sure. Um, we've been listening uh, Sunday afternoons to Alistair Begg's sermon series on first and second Samuel. It's amazing. Okay. I don't know how many years he's already been working on this, but it, it's, it's really good. But he was sure. talking about um, the guy, Uzzah, I think his name was Uzzah, who okay. tried, who reached out. So I think it's uh, second Samuel chapter six, he reaches out to steady the ark. When, uh, when the, the oxen stumbled and it looked like the Ark yeah. of the Covenant was going to uh, fall off the wagon. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so he reaches out to steady it and God strikes him down dead. Yeah. And you're like, what? He was just trying yeah. to do something good. How, yeah. how could God strike him down? Yeah. And, and then you, you learn because David inquires of the Lord and the Lord tells him, well, um, how is the Ark supposed to be transported? on poles on the shoulders of the Levitical priests. And it's supposed mm-hmm. to be covered up so people can't even see it uh, because mm-hmm. it was only meant to be behind the veil and so on and so forth. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, David finally, after three months, uh, does end up bringing the ark into the, the city of mm-hmm. uh, Jerusalem. But in the meantime, we have this story where Uzzah, who was fully intending good things, yeah. struck down dead. And Alistair Begg mentioned that, you know, yes, God struck him down dead. And that was the consequence of him touching it because he wasn't a priest and he wasn't, you know, um, he wasn't supposed to touch it that way, even though only the poles were supposed to go through and touch Mm -hmm. the actual ark, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Although how it got in so that they could put the commandments inside and the the manna and the snake Mm -hmm. and everything, well, Maybe that was a priestly job. I'm not sure. So anyway, on this day, right? Yeah. The Lord strikes him down. But then Alistair Briggs said, well, yeah, it was it was okay. It was maybe not the best thing for Uzzah. Or mm-hmm. was it? Because Uzzah, and we can tell that his heart was for the Lord in the fact that he right. wanted to protect the ark. Right. Immediately goes to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Because his faith is in God, right? Yeah. And therefore, Uzzah was spared, you know, yeah. having to live through pandemic restrictions yeah. or having to go through uh, old age and maybe losing his memory mm-hmm. of having to be, you know, put into a nursing home or something like that. I don't know what they had back right, in those right, days. Right. But 
um, his point was that, yeah, from our perspective, yeah, things were really bad for Uzza, but maybe mm -hmm. they weren't all that bad because he was right away going to be with the father. Certainly would have been a struggle for Uzza's family um, in, in all of a sudden having to, to live without him, right? Right. Um, but then we trust God's provision for them as well. And God right. does provide. And like you said, and I love that quote that you read. Yeah. yeah. Um, we sometimes pray and ask that the Lord would uh, take away the storm or, um, you know, fix our situation or bless yeah. us with the finances we need in order right. to achieve the next level or pay our bills or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And, and yet the Lord's will might be that we walk through the storm, that we walk through the illness that um, our loved ones even succumb to the illness and yeah. we deal with the, the pain and the loss of that. Um, but even in those moments, we are still learning and being cared for from the Lord. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's really good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We're just, yeah, it's yeah. Again. Yeah. That, that whole idea that, yeah, our, our human minds are, are small in comparison uh, yes. to, you know, and so, so it's, it's really hard for us to, yeah, see the, see the big picture. And, and yeah, that story from second Samuel is a, a wonderful example of that, of being able to see, you know, the bigger picture. Cause even as you said that story, you know, I'm thinking, okay, yeah. And here was an opportunity then for, for uh, you know, even, even the people to be reminded once again of how to care for the ark, you know, like, like had this not happened, right? Like they're, they're still going on and doing that. And so they, they get this reminder of like, Hey, here's how you do it. And yes, it, it came out and through tragedy, but yeah. uh, you know, how God is working is so beyond where our human minds can go. And that's where, yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's, yeah, yeah. Very interesting for sure. Well, and, and one other thing that Alistair Begg uh, brought out in that too, was he said, you know, in chapter five, twice, David inquires of the Lord in how to defeat the Philistines. Mm -hmm. And the Lord gives him very clear instructions. Mm -hmm. And maybe it was his pride or his, you know, feelings after his success, actually really the Lord's success, right? Yeah. Yeah. That for maybe that was the reason why, or Alistair Begg asked, well, why didn't David inquire of the Lord on how to bring the ark into Jerusalem? Maybe David thought it was too simple, a request of the Lord, right? Mm. But had he done so, then I would think the Lord would either direct him to Deuteronomy yeah. in how to, to do it, or Leviticus, or, or right. Numbers, right? And uh, would have shown him how the ark was to be transported, or he would have just told them straight up. Yeah, mm. well, you know, get, grab your priests, get the poles, put them through the holes, you know, and carry the thing on your shoulders and you'll bring it right away into the city. And, um, but David, maybe feeling pretty confident in himself or, or maybe thinking it was not something worth bothering the Lord with, mm -hmm. failed to inquire of the Lord. And I think that's what Jesus is also encouraging us to do yeah. in this passage as well, is to continually come before him in prayer and petition uh, with thanksgiving, making our requests known to the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and trusting that the Lord is good. He provides good things to his people. Uh, sometimes those good things are hard things, uh, yeah. difficult times, right? But we yeah. come out of them afterwards and we look back and go, oh, 
Now I can see why the Lord allowed me to go through that because I needed to learn something more about him at that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the last question there, uh, many, many Christians think, I think this is a, uh, a quote also from the sermon. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Many Christians think that riches are God's blessing on individuals, but maybe they are evidence of his curse. Yeah. And is it a sin to have earthly treasures? Yeah. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it got me thinking on that, you know, like, okay, you know, so yeah, you know, riches, wealth, you know, is that, you know, how, how do, how do you respond when, you know, you do have a lot, you know, it's, you know, I, I think, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I probably don't, don't have a lot comparatively, but like, you know, I would think like, uh, you know, like if you do have a lot and you, and you hear that and you think, okay, like I, I own a, I own a vacation property somewhere, or I have a bunch of, you know, uh, you know, antique cars that I, that I love, or, you know, mm-hmm. this or that. And, and, you know, where, you know, how do we look at, okay. Um, those earthly possessions, like, is it like, don't have any or get rid of them. And like, as I, as I thought about, it, I think uh, mentioned right off the bat there that um, the other quote was a quote of that book of like, uh, you are what you love by uh, James Smith. And, uh, in that book, you know, he looks at, you know, saying, okay, yeah, of course you're, you're going to have things, uh, you know, and, and, you know, a home or whatever, and however that looks. And I think you, you got to this on Sunday as well was, okay, yes, you have those things. It's when those, and those things in and of themselves, the vacation property, the antique cars, whatever it may be, they aren't bad things. It's when it consumes you, that you get that you get into trouble and that's where the that's where that book heads to by uh, James Smith was you know yeah uh, when when you become when you love those things when that becomes you know when you kind of get tunnel vision for those things like that those are the things that are going to bring you happiness and that then you become what you love that becomes your thing yeah. and so uh, you know suggestion is no like you you can't love these things of the earth and that's exactly where this passage is getting at right like you you, loving the things of the earth they're going to you know like yeah the the houses aren't going to last forever you know they're going to they're going to break down you know other things are going to break down you have all these material things are going to break down and you know god is the only you know eternal everlasting thing the only everlasting thing in our lives that that will last forever and so it's there where we have to put our love and our trust and our hope and so but um but it totally yeah i mean it it gets you thinking initially at least like oh man you know like is it is it wrong you know it it immediately gets you to think is it is it wrong to have these things? And so that's, that's, I think where that question was born out of, and then thinking more about it and saying, okay, no, but it's when it consumes you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's great. You just nailed it on the head there. Um, the difference between appreciating good things that God gives to us in right. life and yet being, but, but not holding on to them, with a closed hand, 
right? Mm -hmm. But having mm -hmm. a, an open hand so that as long as we have them, we enjoy them. Yeah. Um, but but we're not, that's not our pursuit. God's our pursuit. Right. Um, I remember a friend of mine uh, back in Edson, he, uh, uh, he was camping and, and uh, came back, whatever, maybe from time at the lake or whatever, and his golf clubs were gone. Yeah. And I said, what? Somebody stole your golf clubs while you're camping? He says, yeah. He says, well, I guess they needed them more than I did. Oh. And that was his attitude. I was like, oh, that's not how I would have responded. But uh, yeah. I see what you mean, you know, and he, he had the means that he, he could replace them. And, and he wasn't he wasn't worked up about it, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't know what he did to re replace them. He might have found some online or used or yeah. whatever, but um or he might have brought brand new. I don't know, um, but his he wasn't so attached to them uh, mm -hmm. because he was more attached to the Lord. Yeah, and, and that's just a perspective that I think we have. We're continually having to work on. I, I, at least I know I am. Well, you right, know? and yeah. and you can start so easily uh, start feeling entitled to certain mm -hmm. things, you know, like, oh, I deserve this. I deserve to have X, Y, Z. And you mm -hmm. can really work yourself up into thinking that, you know, all of these things are not just wants, they're needs and so on and so forth. And, and letting go of that and letting go of um, the being consumed by those things, as you put it, um, helps us to get the right focus then and, mm -hmm. and, um, and not hold too tightly. Um thing that came to mind too, when you're talking was uh, uh, Schindler's list, uh, mm. the Oscar Schindler at the end of the war, he's like, everyone was thanking him for saving all these people. And yet he was looking around at the possessions he had and he's like, but this could have saved, an, you know, this snuff box could have been another person. This could have been another person. Why did I hold on to these things? Why didn't get rid of everything in order to save more? Mm -hmm. Right. And I think like at the end, you know, his heart was in the right place in the sense that he, he did what he could, maybe he yeah. could have done more mm -hmm. or if he had done more would that have brought more attention to himself. Right. right. And, and sometimes we're not told the what if question answers, right. Uh, C.S. Lewis paints that picture really nicely in the voyage yeah. of the Don Treader, but right. Um, you know, we, we, uh, if we can, come before the Lord in humility and say, Lord, everything that I have is yours. Give me the right heart, first of all, for you, mm -hmm. and the right heart toward all the stuff that I have and the possessions that I have. Um, then, then I think that will help us. But we do need to be very careful because, um, because of the warnings that come in Scripture that riches yeah. can be a trap, right? So we do yeah. need to be aware and... Um, yeah, yeah. And then that could open up a, a door for uh, a whole conversation on, on justice and social justice and, um, you know, wage equality and, yeah. and, you know, are we unknowingly as normal North American consumers, um, are we helping or hindering people in other countries, you know? Um, yeah. So those are things that we we can wrestle with as well. <laughs> oh uh, man, yeah, yeah. Have I you mean, ever watched shows like? I think we were watching on Prime Dangerous Journeys, and there are mm. people that work all day long just to get the food for that day. Yeah, and and I'm like, oh, I don't even know what that's like. 
you know? Yeah. So, yeah, like, it's just, wow. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's something else that we can talk. Let's not. Yeah. Go yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, we could dive into all kinds of stuff uh, going, going off of that, yeah. but no, I think, uh, wow. Yeah. I mean, what, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. As we've walked through this and seeing that. Yeah. So, I mean, coming way back to going back to the beginning of, of the recording, you know, like uh, if uh, someone listening had to, had to put it in a tweet, you know, um, you know, don't, don't be anxious. And, uh, but, uh, and you aren't what you or you are what you love, yeah. but looking at how those things uh, go deeper and uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I'd be, I'd probably be tempted to uh, to tweet the uh, to tweet the quote of that faith doesn't take you out of the problem but through the problem right. that kind of thing. I mean, that's, yeah. Uh, something or like or um, I would want definitely to add. Yeah. Um, to after, don't be anxious. Yeah. Um, because Jesus is with you, right? Uh, like Jesus uh, yeah. has you. Like, or, yeah. or something like that. I don't know how many characters are left, but you know, yeah, I, you uh, don't be anxious it. because, because yeah. Jesus knows you mm-hmm. and knows where you're at and what you're going through. And he will get you through kind of like that, uh, like, you know, and then tie into that quote that you had. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I love so, it. I love yeah. it. It's, it's who we have, what we have in Christ is everything. Mm-hmm. And it seems really simple, but it's true. And that's where I think, you know, looking at heart, mind, and will, those three aspects of, of the passage that we looked at on Sunday, the mind, like the heart, uh, shows us where our treasure is. The mind helps us to see reality. And then the will is how we put it into practice, right? So knowing who God is, knowing what he has given us and that he's our true treasure, then we put it into practice by actively trusting in him to provide for us, mm-hmm. um, which is, of course, much more easily said than done. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Josh, this has been awesome. I uh, yeah. I love these podcasts and I'm yeah. spending time with you in, in this. So yeah. uh, wishing you God's blessings on the remainder yeah. of your day and what you do, especially Thanks. with youth tonight. Uh, yeah. Pray it goes well for you and all your leaders. Thanks. And, um, and, and all the participants, of course, as well. And yeah. to our listeners, uh, once again, thanks for tuning in and may the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you his peace. God bless.